Hi, everybody. Welcome to week two of Totally Unbiased Sports. Today, we're going to be recapping all the NFL games from week three of the NFL season. And we're going to talk a little bit of hockey and then drop a new segment called Fan Base of the Week. Um, since this is our second episode, second week, third episode, second week, um, we did drop our MLB preview yesterday. Oh, yeah. I just thought I would put together. Already forgot about that. Yeah. I thought I would put together just a little recorded list. And I forgot about it. I decided to put together a little list of things that didn't make it past week two. <laughs> we have now made it through week two or up to week two. We're With still, no financial support either. Except, no financial support. Except support. a small donation from Josh's dad. Thank you, dad. Um, <laughs> so, lists of things that didn't make it past week two. We're going to start out with Saquon's ACL. Did, okay, did, well that's, uh, that's too soon. Did not make it past week two. It didn't. All of the 49ers starters didn't make it past week two. Did not. Drew Locke didn't make it past He's week coming two. back, though, right? Yeah, but he didn't make it past week two. He didn't make it past week two, but he's coming back. Saquon was a low blow still to me. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to do that. My goodness. The Falcons, they didn't make it past they week two. They did not. They, they haven't made it past 2017 still or whatever year that was. Yeah. LSU didn't make it past week one, let alone week two. Didn't make it past week two. That's what this segment's called, Josh. Come on, let's stick to it. Tyrod Taylor. Didn't make it past week two. <laughs> I'm gonna t- I'm gonna talk about that when we get to when we get to the uh, Chargers game. Yeah, I, I forgot who he even plays for. Yeah, we I'm gonna found, talk to you about that. We found doctors that are worse than the Washington football teams. And then the final thing that didn't make it past week two, most of the Browns seasons in the last ten years. Yeah, made it past we, this this year. They though. did. They did make it past this year, but uh huh. Most of the time they didn't. And the Bungles didn't make it past week two. They tied today. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's my list of things that didn't make it past week two. Just to put this in perspective, how monumental this could be. Because I don't. If I were to tell you that I had more endurance than Saquon Barkley's knee, you probably would not have believed me. All but right. here's the proof. The, these are some. These are some. <laughs> I feel like this was just a segment dedicated to. Really, you're just coming at Saquon like. I don't know why you're doing it. Saquon's a likable guy. Let's let's focus more on the Browns just being a bad franchise for the last 20 years. Saquon went that? to Penn State, hailed a pit. What? Saquon went to Penn State, hailed a pit. Okay, that's I, I, I see where it's coming from now. Anyway, that's the list of things that didn't make it past week two. All right, so we're recording this part of the podcast uh, on Monday night, so... We're going to throw this in at the beginning, and we're going to do some Monday Night Football reaction and uh, some Stanley Cup final reaction, since we actually have a champion that everybody was paying attention to. So, Josh, I'll let you start off with that. Lightning win the Cup. What do you think? I can't say I'm surprised. Um, as uh, you'll, hear, yeah. you'll hear later in the episode, um, the part that we recorded yesterday, I picked the Lightning to win. They were just a better team. They looked so good. Dallas looked very deflated through the rest of this, through the late stages of this game and through the series in general. Um, I'm personally looking forward to seeing all the injuries that come out just to see what these guys are battling through. But it yeah, felt really that's always fun to see. It felt really good to see the greatest trophy in sports awarded on my TV after all of this that we've been through. Um, the NHL basically defeated COVID tonight because wow, a little Whoa. bit. 
I mean, they all just kissed the cup and just kept passing it around. So That's like, true. Didn't think about that. I didn't watch Corona, them. I didn't even Corona, watch them raise the cup tonight. So like, coronavirus doesn't bad. exist in the bubble anymore tonight like that's just that's gone and tampa bay wow they looked good um they they shot out uh dallas tonight dallas didn't even get a goal tonight and it's not an easy feat to shut out a team in a cup clinching game it hasn't been done since 2017 uh when the penguins did did it so (laughs) it is not an easy feat to do it's weird how we're talking about hockey and you somehow managed to bring up the Penguins. I did not expect that to happen at all. That's very to, weird. To the Tampa Bay Lightning, you finally won after losing in 2015. Yes. Finally got their cup. I have a, I have a question for you. So um, if there were fans, there's, there's no way the Lightning win the cup, right? They're a soft team, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think okay. they just I just wanted better. your confirmation on that because you're the hockey guy here. I I do think that they are a team that benefited from not having fans. Same with Dallas. It was seeing oh. Dallas, seeing Dallas in the Stanley Cup Finals. Dallas has had good teams. They're kind of like like we were talking with some of these NFL teams. Are they good? Didn't really know, and they kept winning. And I was like, I think they're good. And then they played Tampa Bay. And we realized that Dallas really just wasn't good. Yeah, I was ex- like, because Dallas, Dallas isn't a bad hockey team by any means, but I was shocked that they're Stanley Cup final good this year. So I don't think anyone really expected that. Even going into the bubble when everything was sort of thrown out of whack, nobody really expected them to make it that far. And uh, who is it? Ben Bishop still without a cup. Lost one with the Lightning. Now he lost one with yeah. with Dallas. That must He's not be even the main one. goaltender for them, is he? No, and he, well, he was, but then got hurt. I mean, that's two Stanley Cups. I mean, he loses with Tampa, he's hurt, yeah. and then he loses with Dallas. And well, he was unfit to play for Dallas. We're not really sure what's going on there. They can't, they couldn't say anymore because of COVID regulations. Um, Darn COVID. They, but yeah, he was just seen unfit to play. It was, it was really cool finally seeing a championship won on television. It felt somewhat normal. Weird. Gary Bettman didn't get booed. This is that's, the first yeah, time. That's uncomfortable. Yeah, I Gary like Bettman that. didn't get booed for the first time ever, and I just didn't know like I didn't know how to feel about that. I was kind of half expecting NBC to pump in some boos just yeah. so we felt like we were at home. And then another weird thing Tampa Bay did is you know how Bettman always calls the captain over to lift the cup. Yeah. Well, the whole team went and surrounded the cup, and no social distancing. Then. And then he called Stamkos to lift it. So, like, they were already all crowded around the table before oh. they had Stamkos lifted. It was weird because it wasn't like you didn't get that shot of Stamkos lifting it up and then yeah. skating it back to his teammates. They were already kind of in the blob. Yeah. Like, I guess they were doing – I don't really know why they did it. They requested it apparently, which was kind of a bold move to – That's Yeah, you had you to, request to request that request beforehand. That before. so hey, that was, when we win the cup. I mean – Hockey players are so superstitious; they don't even uh, touch the whatever award it is before they make it to the Cup Finals. It's a, it's surprising that they put those words into existence without yet winning the Cup. Yeah. Uh, speaking of those, the conference championship trophies, that actually they are superstitious. But Tampa Bay touched it. Oh. Um, we saw a team do it, and they've won three cups by doing it. 
And so in the Eastern Conference, after watching this team do it in 2009, 2016, huh. 17. What team, what, team, what team is that, Josh? I don't know. I don't know what, what team you're referring to. The Pittsburgh to. Penguins. Oh, oh I, I did not expect. For those of you who might not know, Penguins lost in the 2008 playoffs and did not touch the trophy. And Sidney Crosby is actually one of the most superstitious people I think that has ever existed. I mean, this guy won't let anybody look at or touch his sticks after he's taped them before the game. Like he puts them away so nobody can mess with his sticks. And he didn't. He touched or didn't touch it. 2008, 2009, he touched it. 2016, touched it, and also for the picture made sure that Kunitz and Malkin stood in the same place that they did in 2009. Then 2017, they touched it again, made sure that they stood in the same place. And then Capitals touched it after. I'm pretty sure Boston touched it last year and Tampa Bay's touched it this year. So in the East, they're all touching it. West, they're still, they're remaining socially distant in the West from the conference championship trophies. But Well, me personally, I'm just, I'm shocked that we had, a conversation about hockey and the Pittsburgh Penguins were brought up twice in that conversation. Really surprising. Um, I guess on that, we could just jump into Monday night football if you want. Um, yeah, I got one. I'm sure the Steelers won't be mentioned at all tonight. That I have definitely not. Take this off. Um, division leaders. AFC North division <laughs> leaders. Number one. Hey, you, our defense you'll, is so good. You'll hear it later in the podcast, but we recorded that yesterday and you said, Steelers are going to be alone on top of the division following Monday Night Football. So you did call it. They're looking around, and they can't find anybody that's even close to touching them. <laughs> I mean, one game back isn't that far, but I they think the, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are back. just an awesome team. I don't think the Ravens are as bad as they looked, but they're certainly not at the Chiefs level. I was very surprised going into the game. The Ravens were favorites, which is, I guess, understandable. But the Chiefs were put at plus 150. For Vegas, that that's surprising. That's a good bet to make. Been on the Chiefs. Um, another I think thing, if there, I think if there are fans in that game in Baltimore, then that makes a little bit more sense. But yeah. with an empty stadium, it's a neutral yeah. site game. Patrick Mahomes is so good. Oh yeah. Um. So for the game, they had you. Did you see that Samuel L. Jackson hype video for the game? I did not actually. Oh, it was kind of cool. It was like Marvel themed and everything. Um, so I got a question for you. Uh, what's your least favorite element of a hype video? Oh, I feel like every hype video just has this like weird random thing that's thrown in there that doesn't really make sense, but they just did it because they didn't really know what to do. Yeah. And they just like, like they have like a weird person that you're like, that doesn't really make sense. And then second is, and you see this more with team specific ones. When the hype video is too long. Yeah. Like you I'll get t- amped. I'll tell you and something then you that, just that I've like seen. Trail off and you're like, okay, this is just going and going yeah. and going. This is this kind of it has to do with what you said. This is a specific example. I am so sick and tired of seeing Bears hype videos that have Cody Parkey doing the double doink. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's like we're we're gonna rise from the ashes and here's the ashes. You know your lowest point as yes. a Bears fan right here, real quick. Let me show you the double doink twenty more times. Every time I every time I see it, now was in a hype video. That doesn't hype me up at all. What like what what's that supposed to do? Give me Samuel L. Jackson. That was an awesome hype video. Yeah, it was like and superhero I mean, themes and everything. That was cool. And going off of that point, 
they really, really, really like bringing up games that happened like six years ago where nobody on the team is playing. Like last Sunday night, the number of times they showed the greatest uh, defensive play call in history. Called by Matt Patricia, Um, of course. Called by Matt Patricia. I guess you just got to keep his name relevant because that was such a great play call. The teams are completely different. Like the stars of the two teams really aren't even playing for those two teams anymore. I mean, that was... You have like Marshall. Russell Wilson around still. That was and in that. It was that was still Marshawn Lynch's team, really, at that point. Like he was yeah. still the main guy. I mean, that he didn't get the ball, but like yeah. I think they bring up just things that happened way too far in the past to yeah. even make any sense. So um I, I assume we're gonna get to this. We're gonna I guess we'll just get to it now, um, because you are a Steelers fan, so let me just let me just hear what you have to say about Lamar Jackson. Let's hear it. I'm not scared okay. at all. <laughs> yeah, I, this, I figured it would be something like that. This game gave me a lot of confidence. Um, first off, Kansas City's defense is nowhere near as good as Pittsburgh's defense. Yeah, that's true. And they really neutralized him. Steelers' defense looked really good against yeah. their mobile quarterback on Sunday. Jackson's good, but, I mean, he had, like, 97 passing yards. Yeah. If you're My just going to run... Uh, my thing with Lamar is he looks like all his passes look like a Madden thing where you just hold the button down too long and yes. you do the, the line drive pass. He never gets any loft on any of his passes. He's yeah, got he he's got to learn to do that. He looked very uncomfortable tonight. Um, he, he I didn't see many times that he looked like he was set and looked like he was doing what he initially wanted to do. When you watched Mahomes tonight, you could tell that he wanted he was doing his first option. Yeah, 90% of the time. I did notice, like, on Mahomes, um, he does that thing where he, like, on play actions, he rolls back. I've noticed that he pump fakes, throwing the opposite direction. Like, yeah. he does the play action, pulls the ball, pump fakes it, like, to nobody behind mm-hmm. him, and then turns and throws it. And People I, are going to bite just because he makes these insane passes all the time. It works. How, like he's how many times are we going to see that? How many times are we going to see that a highlight of him doing that underhand toss now? That's going to be his next crazy highlight thing that we see a million times and get that sick of. That was pretty. That was pretty cool. It was cool. It was really cool, actually. Though. <laughs> it was pretty cool. But yeah, they're going to overplay it. They're going to overuse it. I mean, every single thing we see is going to be Patrick Mahomes making that underhand toss. Um, or we also will probably see that big man TD at the end of the game. Yeah. Eric Eric Fisher, first number one overall pick to catch a touchdown pass since Keyshawn Johnson. That, that's crazy. I mean, I guess receivers don't really get drafted number one overall anymore. And it would have to be a trick play to a tackle now at this point. Um, when, when are we going to start seeing, you know, Lamar Jackson, not the best game, certainly of his career. Let's get RG3. Let's just bench Lamar Jackson, put in RG3. What do you think of that? Let's go, Baylor guy. Against everybody except the Steelers because uh, – He's going to pick honest, apart that defense. Quite you honestly, last year against Lamar Jackson, we almost beat the Ravens. We were in the game. When we played so RG – So you lost to the Ravens is what you're We saying. did, but when we okay. played RG3, got it, got it, got it. we got curb stomped by RG3's Ravens. Yeah. Lamar yeah. Jackson's Ravens, we hung into – RG3s, when we had the best defense in the league, we got curb stomped. Yeah. So I'm kind of scared of him. Uh, I don't know that it would would be the best year to put uh, RG3 into the game just based on some of the 
injury events that have happened that's in the true, first couple that's weeks. True. RG3 so, not known for his health, certainly. And definitely don't put RG3 in if you play at MetLife. I would not recommend. Yeah. Please no. I don't want to see that guy get hurt anymore. I, lo- I love him as a backup quarterback. He just sticks around, makes a nice paycheck, and, you know. He's a, he's a good guy to back up Lamar Jackson, certainly, because he was sort of the original guy doing what he did, minus just not knowing how to slide or run out of bounds. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be a pretty easy transition for the offensive linemen and wide receivers and everything to go from Lamar to RG3 because it is basically the same style. Yeah. Yeah. You just get you get a little bit less consistency and athleticism. You mean uh, more? More. Because we're talking about RG3 going into the game. He's oh, more yes, athletic yes, and more consistent. Yeah. In his mind, he is. Yeah. RG3's mind, he is the best quarterback to ever play. His body just hasn't it might quite, be. His body just doesn't quite catch up with his mind when he's playing. Heisman Trophy, Rookie of the Year. I mean, look, he's elite to me. He's still, he is still a great top status. He is a great quarterback. Um, there's really not much more you can say about that. I had yeah. one note on this game. The Ravens, Rappers jerseys, sorry. Rappers jerseys just okay. look <laughs> disrespectful. They looked weird. I what? Dude, yeah. those jerseys are sick and you know it. You are I, so, yeah. Unbiased. I, they look they look weird. Okay. I don't like that they're just like using black as their primary color now. Like, I, I love are, a black the end zones are The end zones are painted black. Their jerseys are black. I miss the purple. I I don't like the purple as much. The Ray Lewis purple jerseys. (laughs) That was, those are the jerseys I hated. I love to hate those jerseys. I just thought it looked weird. They're flashing lights thing too. That looks sweet when there's like a full stadium. Yeah, not so much. But it's empty and they're just doing strobe lights. I feel like the players are just getting dizzy. Yeah. This this game would have been so sick with a full stadium. Yeah, I think we're talking. I think we're looking at a completely different game with a full stadium. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. But I also feel like we would see Mahomes just go to another level. That's true. You <laughs> full stadium. The fact that people were discounting Mahomes and making them that big of underdogs before the game was just a bad idea. Do you think players read Vegas odds before games to get hype, or is it just all headline, you know, stuff like that? I think it depends on the player, honestly. Like. Some yeah. of the nerds that actually graduated from college, they probably do read the numbers. But yeah. the guys that left early, I would they say read, they just, they're, they're headline guys. They're, they're they, headline they look guys. at the New York Times and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're going to move on to all the Sunday games in our Sunday slate. Yeah. Start off with the one o'clock slate. We'll jump into it now. Yeah. Steelers are back. <laughs> Big game. Let's start with the Bears Falcons. Bears win. What a game. What a game. The fa- Okay. So never in we, – we had this stat about the Falcons b- before last week. Never in NFL history has a team scored 30 points and no turnovers and lost the game. Well, never in NFL history has a team had two 15-plus point fourth quarter leads and blown a game in the same season. And the Falcons have done that back-to-back games now. I mean, imagine being a Falcons fan. Just, like, imagine that for a second. Wouldn't that well, stink? It would, but I probably also would have found another team to be rooting for at this point. Ugh. 
because their fan base was primarily noise before it was allowed to be pumped in to the stadiums. So, Um, so the Sunday night game today, you know, was, it was, uh, was Packers saints. Yeah. You know what, you know what that had in common with the bears is all those teams have quarterbacks who have won Super Bowl MVP. The Bears are back. Nick true. Foles is is the truth. Now, I don't know if you noticed this. Question about Nick Foles. Okay. Did you notice the switch he made after that first bad drive? First bad drive? What do you mean first he, bad he drive? Allen Robinson, no. Robinson lost the 50-50 ball. Okay. But did you notice the change he made before he went off? Took his visor off. Visor's off. I... I noticed that for sure. Of course, I'm I, just making I sure you that. notice that. That's yes. the reason. Because uh, because so, I, I I just like so I had this I was getting so mad at the Bears. So I had the Steelers game on as well. I was watching that game right. and I turned the volume off on the Bears game and I was just turning to that back and forth. I saw that I'm like, who's this guy on the field with a visor? I'm like, oh my goodness, Nick Foles is playing football for the Chicago Bears now. And then I noticed and then I noticed his visor was off later and it worked. It's a good change. Yeah, I think it was an intimidation tactic from the sideline perspective. Smart, so they, because Alvin Kamara, his visor is sick. He's one of yeah. the most intimidating players in the NFL. But Plus, he also has a grill, too. Nick Foles yeah. needs to get a grill. Plus, as a backup, well, he's going to be a starter now. But as a backup, yeah. if you don't really want to go in the game and you're a little hesitant, with the visor, the coach can't see where you're looking. So you can kind of look away from him and be like, oh, I can't see the see fear in your eyes either. Like, I don't see a coach. Oh, you want me to go in instead of Mitch? Well, I guess I'll go in. Yeah. Mitch did not look happy on the sidelines. Mitch looked Mitch looked sad, and that made me sad. But I get it. He it The Falcons' defense is really bad, and Mitch didn't do a lot against it, and he made them look really good. So the change had to happen. I'm surprised it happened. I thought, I thought it was going to be Mitch has a bad game. And it was going to be an entire bad game. And then they make the change the next week. Um, but the Bears decided to do it pretty early in the third quarter, which surprised me. But It's a new Bears. It, it worked out. And I mean, um, I'm excited. Mitch did have that one really, really long run that was really good. Yeah, and there, there's, there's obviously some things Mitch can do that Nick Foles can't do. But Mitch was not competitive on deep balls at all. He looked no. bad throwing the ball deep, and Nick Foles can actually do that, so it, it works out. It really goes back to the question I asked you last week on what half do you want Mitch to show up in? And He didn't he, even get a chance for the second half this time. He doesn't get either one. I mean, Nick Foles, I think he looked he was good enough to win. Do you think he's, they, he gets to start next week? Absolutely. I know the Bears and Matt Nagy, he said – you know, we're still going to evaluate who's our starting quarterback, something well, like you've that. Say that's that. just that's just all, you know, keeping your cards close. He doesn't want to spoil anything for the Colts next week. But it's going to be Nick Foles. You can't you can't not start Nick Foles after that performance. And it was it's good. Bears are three and zero. Bears are three and zero. I mean, let's go. When that's, was the last time the Bears went three and zero? I don't. Do we I know? don't know. I have no idea. Because it was it was pretty. I think while. it was 2013, the last time the Bears went one and zero. So yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a really long time. So I'm feeling great. I'm on top of the world. Bears have a Super Bowl MVP quarterback right now, they do. and um, they're the best team in the league. What, what else can I say about it? I don't don't necessarily agree on the best team in the league portion of that because yeah. best I, best team in the conference. Okay. 
conference, yeah, I'll give that yeah, to you. Let's go. Because I mean, I don't know if you saw what happened over in the Steel City today. So are we talking about that now? Well, we're might as well smooth transition. We're going to talk about that. Let's talk about because it because this defense certified awesome. freaks. Seven. TJ Watt looks great. He looks TJ Watt looks amazing. Now, you see that picture after the game? Three I Watt absolutely brothers. Absolutely did not. Nope. Derek, Derek, TJ, smiling. JJ mm-hmm. in the middle. Looked kind of sad. Looked yeah. like he wanted to be wearing the black and gold with his or, brothers. Or maybe he looked like he just lost the football game and went 0 and 3. Looked like he wanted to be having fun with his <laughs> brothers. I'm I... just saying. They showed the pictures of his mom wearing the jerseys that are all cut up with the different teams on it. And how nice would it be for them to get their mom a Steelers jersey and just have to do, deal with the numbers? What a birthday he, present that would be. Like, it would be amazing. It just, he looked like he wanted to be enjoying the fun. TJ yeah. Watt is so good. Yeah. Before, I always thought he was just like, I, I always thought that he got attention just because he was J.J. Watt's little brother. For And this was like four years ago or something like that. Yeah. He's actually an incredible football player. He's so good, and he I, th- I think he's the front runner for Defensive Player of the Year right now. He should, it's Yeah, he should be. If he doesn't, he's getting absolutely screwed out of that. Um, I did make another jersey bet this week. Don't know if you saw it. Um, it I was saw, but I just woke up and I was mad at the Bears game already. So. Yeah, no, I Cam Hayward. If he forced a fumble or recovered a fumble, I was going to buy his jersey. He do it. And he did not. Hmm. So next week we're going to go with Minka Fitzpatrick. Haven't decided what Minka's going to need to do for me to buy interception. Interception. Minka Fitzpatrick gets an interception next week. You heard it here first. I will purchase his color rush jersey if we win. We have to win because I'm I'm not sad purchasing a jersey. I'm getting a yeah. stitch one too. I'm not getting that stitch. Wow, that's big so, time. That's a commitment right there. Minka Fitzpatrick jersey bet for next week. Um, I I mean the Steelers just look good. That second half, the defense smothered Deshaun Watson. He had no help whatsoever. Deshaun yeah. Watson kind of feel bad for him because. He was on his back so much. They just did not have – their offensive line is horrible. Well, didn't something have, I, I wanted to talk about is I just feel bad for the Texans overall because they're not a bad football team, but they've they've had to play the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Steelers to start the season. Those are probably the three best teams in the AFC, three of the best, certainly. Yeah. That's, that's a tough – that's a tough role right now. I know, and I mean, it It doesn't help that they had to play two teams before they played the best team in the AFC. So that just, <laughs> they were a little bit banged up before they got to the best team. Exactly. Um, and Deshaun Watson still looked pretty awesome today. He had a good game. Until the second half when the defense yeah. came alive. But, mm-hmm. I mean, five sacks, like, you got to kind of feel bad for the guy. Not really, because the Steelers are just so good. Um <laughs> The officiating, again, was horrible in this game. Unbiased. Unbiasedly I, bad. I don't know if you saw this play, but Big Ben is like did not. third and five. Ben rushes. Ben stiff arms. Classic oh, Big wait, Ben. Oh, wait, I did. I did he, see it, actually. He reaches out, puts the ball down. Yeah. His knee then goes down after. The ball's a half yard over the line to gain. They called it short. 
Yeah, Tomlin and then I reviewed challenges it, too. It. Tomlin challenges it. You the can one see time it. Tomlin should have won a challenge, You can too. see in the shot, you can see the ball past the line to gain. You can see the pad for the line to gain. And you can see his knee still in the air. Yeah. And they're like, you know, I'll call on the field stands. I'm like... I, it seemed like everything you needed to have conclusive evidence was there, and it was, and, and it didn't work out. But Steelers won the game, so it's all they good. They did. They're 3-0. and And they converted the fourth down right after that, too. Yes. 3-0 for the first time in 10 years. This is one of the best Steelers teams I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, another big, big note I noticed in this game, and I shouldn't say this because I know it's going to bite me in the butt next week, no injuries. Yeah. James don't Conner, say that. Don't James say that. Conner's still alive. Um, Definitely don't say that. I just do you, think... Do you want to take it back right, right now that you just said that? Because you shouldn't have said that. I kind of want to take it back. But... Just take it back right now. I'll take it back. I mean, we got okay. three running backs, so we're good. But, like, I'll take yeah. it back. The Steelers are definitely all hurt. Uh, speaking of injuries, first time Ben got hurt today, yeah. he's, like, he's having the doctor look at his neck. He gets hit, like, in the elbow, and he's yeah. got the doctor looking at his neck, and he's just wincing. Yeah. And, and I'm like, Ben getting it, hurt is, is it big-time cla- asterisk. It was classic energy. Ben. It was yeah. classic Ben. Like, you see him get hit, and you're like, okay. And then he's getting looked at by the doctor, but it's nowhere near where he got hit. Yeah. Which just makes no sense. I mean, probably did leave the stadium in a walking boot. But Ben is better than Deshaun Watson. He showed that. He has a Super Bowl champ. He's won more Super Bowls. Um, don't know what his rushing stats are, but I'm assuming he rushed for more than Deshaun Watson today because he just. I I don't know about that. He looked really good on that one rush, and I know Deshaun went backwards a lot. Um, Do they count sacks as negative rush yards? No, that's only in college. Okay, well then maybe yeah. he didn't. But yeah. Ben Ben looked really good. Um Steelers are great. They're gonna be playing Tennessee next week. We're going yeah, so let's let's talk I'm about that game. That was it. another one o'clock game. Vikings and Titans. That was uh that was a game I didn't really watch. Um Vikings lost again, which is funny, but Kirk Cousins didn't play bad and the Vikings defense just isn't that good. Derrick Henry finally had his Derrick Henry game. Which yeah. is scary for the Titans now because he's going off. Tannehill's not that bad. He had a decent game. He had like over 200 yards, but he had an interception. Um, Titans are they're three good. Up. Are they good? Are they good? We'll Do find we out next week. <laughs> yeah, I guess I. I we don't... still have to wait another. There's been a lot of clarity on how good teams are week three. We still really don't have any idea about the Titans. At this I point. have no clue if the Titans are good. I don't really think they're the, I would say they're good. They're not great. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be, they're not going to, not going to surprise anybody this year. I don't think I just think that was part of the reason they had success last year and late last year is nobody mm-hmm. expected them to do anything. I mean, now you know that Derrick Henry is going to get the ball. Like you yeah, definitely true. I mean, are I the think, Vikings this bad? Are they Owen yeah. three bad? They, they really are. Because Kirk good. Cousins is hit or miss week to week. Their defense really isn't that good anymore. Didn't um, they trade people away from that defense? That was, uh, that they either that traded them away or they just signed with someone else, like uh, Everson Griffin, Gr- Griffin. He's gone now. They they lost a couple key pieces on that defense, and they got a lot of young guys. Uh, yeah, they might struggle this year. They're not going to get the number one overall pick, but they're going to get a high pick. Sure. I just yeah, I don't know how you can go from like two years ago with all that buzz around the team and last year they were a playoff team still. 
and just it just it's falling apart for them. Last I year mean, they were they were good since last year. No, that was two years. The two years Miami or not Miami, Minnesota, Minnesota Miracle. No, but they they beat them the next year too. Yeah, they beat them two yeah, years in did. a row in the playoffs. You're right. Minneapolis Miracle. Yeah. Minneapolis. That's yeah. I know my I know my miracles. <laughs> Just keep it simple, like like an immaculate reception or something. You can remember yeah. that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think you specifically biased. can remember that one. Yeah. Very well because I was totally alive for it. Well, you've but, you've watched that highlight how many times? Like a million? Probably a million. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, next next one o'clock game we could talk about Eagles Bengals first tie game of the year. Let's go. Are we at all surprised that it was Philadelphia and the Bungles that tied? <laughs> it had to be them. It had to be them. I mean, just a just a terrible matchup, right? Yeah, it I was mean, awful. I the the Bengals the thing is the Bengals fans they can't be too mad because they know their team's pretty bad. Eagles fans are gonna be steamed at this game that they tied the Bengals, the lowly Bengals. Because the, the Bengals really, have a lot of future hopes. They got Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is probably gonna be awesome. I feel so bad for Joe Burrow. Yeah, he got he got hit. There were a lot of sacks today on both sides. Jeez, for geez. Joe Burrow, it's he has no offensive line. For Carson Wentz, he has no pocket awareness. Burrow was like. sacked eight times. Yeah, that's, that's too a many. Lot, that is a lot. That's of times way too many. <laughs> Just I did watch the overtime of this game, and I mean, well. It's just, it's the Bungles. I have had the privilege of watching the Bungles bungle up many games in my lifetime. And it's, this is such a Bungles thing to do, to tie a game. I just like how you refuse to say their name correctly. It's kind of fun. It's Wee Day. Um, Carson Wentz really kind of just wanted to see him shift over and throw on that Bungles uniform so I could get some Andy Dalton vibes. Really do miss seeing a ginger in that uniform. Yeah. I just, the hair popping, all that. like It doesn't pop as much as Andy Dalton. It's just, He's not as ginger. You can't pop more than Andy Dalton. And I love Andy Dalton to death just because he's won so many games for me over the years. <laughs> he's really... It's a treat to have watched him play. He's this won a ton a, of games for your team. Hasn't played a single snap for the Steelers. Yes, it, Love it was. It. it was an absolutely horrible game. Yeah. I mean, field goal kickers. I overtime needs to be changed. I want kickoffs. I want them to just do like a shootout in hockey, but just the kickers kick back and forth and they move back what? ten yards. What? Wait, what? What is that? Even, what do you mean? So at the end, of, at the end of overtime, instead of tying. You have them, the kickers, start on, like, a 30-yard field goal. Okay. Each kick it. If they both make it, they move back to 40-yard field goals. They each kick. If they miss, if they make it, they go back to 50, and they keep doing it until somebody misses. You want to hear my idea for field goals? Yeah. This, is, this has nothing to do with the overtime, but I think they should make the field goal posts just square. They should make them squares. So you have to kick directly through it. You can't go over it. So you got to be like way more accurate, and you'll have those low kicks, and way more kicks are going to get blocked. I, I think that would be sick. I don't want to do this, but as a Bears fan, why would you want smaller uprights? Oh, yeah, wait, wait. <laughs> I came up with this idea before before Cody Parkey existed in Bears fans' minds. Um, okay. Bears let's... only missed one kick today, so not bad. Was it an extra point? No, it wasn't. See, moving on. It was on. like a. 
40-something yard field goal that definitely should have been made. Falcons, Falcons missed an extra point, though, didn't they? Falcons missed an extra point that makes that missed the field goal as well on top of that. So Falcons really, I mean, like all sorts of badness around that team. Yeah, the kicker, I was unimpressed with kickers this week. Another note on kickers, um, the Steelers have a left-footed punter, and I don't like it. It doesn't look natural when I'm watching. Bill Belichick TV. always loves a left-footed punter. He thinks I it's unnatural it. coming out off his foot, and it's harder for those kick returners to receive. Well, if he could get the ball more than 40 yards downfield, I would have to agree. Ah, okay. But they're not going anywhere. It doesn't look natural. I'd like mm-hmm. to see the right foot swinging. I'll probably change my mind if he makes some electric punt sometime. There's a big-time breakdown on kickers. Big-time. Kickers... They're struggling. It's not a lot more talk than I thought we would have on kickers this week. Uh, next game we could jump into. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll say the game and I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, ready? So 49ers Giants. Tell me one. Or it's not really a question. It's a statement. But tell me one thing that happened in this game. One thing. Um, the I want to 40- see if you watched it. The 49ers didn't have any of their starters because the turf um, sucks there. 49ers the Giant, had some of their starters. They probably had an offensive lineman here or there. So they had some of their starters. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't watch this game because I thought it was going to be like... Terrible game. I thought it was going to be a kickoff and just be like 13 yeah. to 10. I saw I um, saw a tweet today. It said it said the 49ers might be the only team this, who, this year to win two games at MetLife Stadium. And I think that might be true. Because the Giants and Jets are terrible. That could be very true. Did they stay in New York or in New Jersey? Probably. Not that it matters. I just want. I have no idea. I don't know what their what their scheduling looks like in terms of sleep and whatnot. Where they stay. One other thing about this game is there was thirty percent precipitation. Okay, so that's something that happened during the game. We both we both know we did not watch this game. So 420 tough yards to do a breakdown per game for the San Francisco 49ers. That's probably good. That, that's on Nick Mullins starting quarterback. So that's something. He has a Jimmy G didn't need him today. No. And they killed they killed the Giants. They did. I was surprised. Uh, Robbie Gold looked pretty good. It looks Robbie like Gold. Looking oh, at the stats. Miss him so much. <laughs> Miss him so much. So the next game we have on the schedule is uh, Rams and Bills. Let's hear about that game, Josh. Josh Allen's really good at quarterback. Um, yeah, he looks really good right now. The Bills absolutely went off in the first half of this game. I think they, they were almost off. got twenty-eight to three. It was twenty. Yeah, it was twenty-eight to three. They almost did get twenty-eight to three. Um, shout out Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. And as a fan who's been twenty-eight to three, Baylor football has been twenty-eight to three before. It hurts. It really hurts. I was on the sideline for that game. It hurts a lot. Yeah, like this game, it was really, I thought the Buffalo Bills were going to run away with it. I remember seeing the score, seeing the highlights of this game, and I was like, man, I wish that the Steelers could do that and be up 28-3 to so I can just casually watch the rest of the game. You enjoy can never it. casually watch and a game with a 28-3 to lead. You, you should can. know that. And the Buffalo Bills couldn't, and I don't know why I even thought to envy the Buffalo Bills fans because they've yeah. been through a lot. I do. Did respect you see Buffalo that pass fans. interference call though? They kind of got saved by the refs. Bad refing again. Yeah, it's a theme. And, that, and of course, of course, the rules expert agreed with the officials once again. He said it was the right call. I don't know. 
I think I'm there's some, with it. I think there's some collusion there. Um, Steelers game. The rules official act or the rules expert did not agree on the Tomlin challenge because wow. nobody agreed because it was just it was a, the wrong call. It was a black and white call. I don't know if I can say that, but it was a black and white call. Yeah, um, it looked per- looked pretty pretty easy. But yeah, I don't have a ton of notes on that game other than Buffalo really squeaked one out. I think the Rams are a pretty good team. Um, don't know. They're not going to wow us. They're not going to be a Super Bowl team like they were a couple yeah. years ago. I do think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll be a decent team. They're they solid. Play. They're solid. They're, I would look for the Rams to beat like a Saints or a Packers or something late in the season and kind of disrupt the seeding a little bit, I think is. Yeah. That's kind of that's how I see the. Uh, Do they play either of those teams? I have no idea, but <laughs> it might be tough for them to disrupt the seating if they don't play either but of I, those teams. I could but see, yeah, I could see that. Happening. I could see them kind of being a little bit of trap game where it's like they're not yeah. bad enough to be a trap game, but they're pretty good. I mean, if you want to move into speaking of trap trap games, a trap game for another two and O team that has now fallen to two and one. Raiders. I was not going to say that, but yes, but trap game, Kyler Murray, Arizona Cardinals lost to the Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we get, we could touch on this game real quick and then I want to move back to the last two one o'clock games. But yeah, since you brought it up, this was a four o'clock game. Whoops. Yeah. This was, this was a four o'clock game, big time trap game. You're right about that. I kind of saw it coming. People were getting way too high on the Cardinals. So I kind of saw it coming. The Lions have put up good numbers on offense, and they should have beat the Bears week one. So they shouldn't have been 0-2. And Matt Patricia, greatest defensive coach of all time, he called the greatest play in Super Bowl history. He, defensive play in Super Bowl history, yes. he said. He's still, not the greatest he, defensive coach of all time. He called the greatest defensive play of all time. Yeah, he's still he's still the head coach there. So, you know, he got him. Um, something I wanted to talk to you about, about this game. How cute would a Kyler Murray bobblehead be? That would be would, the cutest thing ever. Yes, I would definitely oh buy a Kyler Murray bobblehead. You could put, for, you could make it life size and it would fit on your desk at home. I know it's great. He's the perfect size. I mean, he looked a little bit shaky out there. I mean, he I bad. did, I did watch this game. He threw three picks, which is horrendous. Yeah. But I did watch this game. I really didn't think. There was no big collapse. There was no epic, like, someone blowing a lead, someone really screwing up. Yeah, he threw three interceptions, which isn't good, but it just – it was a good, bad football game. Yeah. And the Lions – I love a the, good, bad football game. Love the it. The Lions had the ball last, and Matt Prater should not miss from 37 yards, and he didn't. Um, yeah. If you want to – we can scoop back now to that 1 o'clock slate. Yeah. I I mean we'll touch real quickly because this this game didn't make any headlines really. Uh, Browns and the Washington Football Team. Browns are above 500 for the first time in 84 games. Wow, wow, that took a while. That took a while, and they're probably gonna be right back at 500 next week. I don't even know who they play, but I'm gonna humble the Browns a little bit here and well. They had they didn't play the Steelers in the first three weeks of the season. That's one big reason yep. why normally they do. Second, do you know who the all-time winningest quarterback in the Cleveland Browns stadium is? I'm gonna guess. Oh, I know who it is. It's Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, 
It's not yeah. even a Browns player. Yeah. So don't think the Browns are getting good. But it's weird seeing they the bigger might number have the on best, the left. They might have the best running back tandem in maybe the NFL, though. though like Nick Chubb and uh, who, what, what's the other guy? Kareem Hunt. They're, Kareem Hunt can that's really a good. That's a good tandem right there. That's a really good tandem. Kareem Hunt, he can kick don't it. Make, okay, well, like, wasn't going there, but they they have a good tandem. Both those guys can run the football very well. Yeah, I think yeah, this is just who's gonna watch this game. I mean, yeah, I mean, not a lot I guess to say. the six thousand fans that were there were gonna watch the game, but that's who's gonna it. watch that game? I, didn't, I mean, I didn't watch a ton of it. That's for I sure. I think that's a record attendance for the Browns games in the last ten years. <laughs> it's weird seeing that big number on the left and not on the right, but like you said, we're gonna be back to normal in just a few weeks. Yeah, I'm so waiting I guess for the future. next, the last one o'clock game that we could talk about is uh, Raiders and Patriots. Yeah, I want you to sell me on Derek Carr right now. What sell me on him? First thing, John Gruden. John That's not Gruden. selling me on Derek Carr. That's selling getting, me on John Gruden right it. there. John okay. Gruden believes in him. Okay. And if you've seen the moxie John Gruden's got on the sidelines this year, he looks like a new man. Knock on wood if you're with me. Um, hard knocks reference. With you. That is hard knocks reference for those oh, of you okay. who don't know from last year. But Derek Carr is not bad. He's not bad. Okay. <laughs> That's enough to sell me on a quarterback think, right there. I, as a man who has dealt with bad. Derek like, Carr. Is not just comp- not bad. Bad quarterbacks my whole life. I would you put, can sell me on not bad. Right now, I would put Derek Carr between Mitch and Nick Foles. Somewhere in there. Okay. I That's would th- I That's a wide you. range because you're talking about the best quarterback in the league and Nick Foles or and, and Mitch Trubisky. So, so I don't know. I just I would throw him kind of in there. He's good. I think I really want him to be. You think good. he's good? Confirmed, Derek Carr is good. I think he is good. Okay. But I also I think he's going to suffer a season-ending injury in the next couple <laughs> weeks. So I kind of want to hold back on that. But I do think he's good. He looked he looked good. He had a better QB rating than Cam Newton, but that's not saying much because Cam Newton's a running back. Um, okay. Is, just, is If you are in gym class, Derek Carr is in that gym class. Is he throwing a dodgeball at your face? I wouldn't pick Derek Carr to be on my dodgeball team. So, yeah. So, is he throwing a dodgeball at your face, then, if he's, he's not missing, on your dodgeball but team? Yes. Well, he's hey, aiming wait, for your face, he's, though. He's aiming for my face? Yeah. No, he's not hitting my face. <laughs> but is he aiming for it, though? Yeah, he'll aim for my face. He just Okay. Won't. So, he's still a high school bully. That's all yeah. we need to know. He is a high school bully. Okay. And. He's bullying me because of my size. I think the real story in this game was the coaching because Belichick was doing whatever he normally does and, like, being all weird. And Gruden, I think, kind of, like, envies him and how he's just, like, he's got such an image and, like, this aura about him. And John Gruden just wants that so bad. He wants people to just, like, look at him and be like, what is going on inside that guy's head? And now we do we if do you've think looked that. at John Gruden and haven't been curious uh, as to what's going that. on inside his head, I don't know what's wrong with you. We do think that, but we don't think that in like the football genius way that we think about it with oh, Belichick. Okay, that's where fair. It's like, that's fair. 
how does he do that? And most of the time it's video cameras, deflating footballs, things like that. We have we have learned a little bit as into the success of Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick. Um, okay, unbiased. And the Cheatriots, but My, I think that's just not even a good pun right there. This this was this was a big coaching matchup. I didn't watch two big personalities. I didn't you got watch Subway guy of, and former Monday Night guy. Yeah, I, I, I love a lot it. of the game, but I would assume that ninety percent of the camera time that was not the game was one of the two head coaches. And was yeah, not probably. showing replays of the game. I think it was just like, and then how they probably showed the press conference where Belichick was wearing that hoodie with all the holes in it. Um, had to, had like, to do it. It just, it was, it was a coaching matchup. The Patriots, I, they're decent. It kind of, I was so hoping they were going to be awful. Yeah. Well, but, I, I don't think they've gotten a really great test yet. Um, they they could still be very good, but th- I mean they lost their biggest test, which was the Seahawks. So it's still kind of up in the air for them. Um, another game we could talk about is uh, Colts and Jets. That was not a test for the Colts at all. The Jets stink. And Colts opened the roof for that stadium too, so it was yeah. game over before it even began. There had to be. Um, I I Frank Frank Gore for for Jets for Jets fans. Um, Frank Gore he's still playing football that's fun right i mean that's pretty much all the jets have to hang their hats hats on right now yeah, frank gore still I playing thought, football didn't the jets like sign some guy that was like super super good at running the ball and like made everyone around him better and definitely wasn't made better by the players around him well no, like, didn't they did something with that, that player happen? is on the ir right now so that's um, really he's, he's gonna come back with a vengeance though That is just completely interesting because I just seem to remember two players walking away from a certain very, very good team and blaming a certain number seven. Yeah. For things. I don't know who those players are they referring to. And neither one. But they sound like they're still doing. They definitely both those guys definitely played week three in the NFL. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying one note from the Steelers game didn't mention. Anthony McFarland Jr. Okay. We're, number, <laughs> we're digging deep now. He's wearing number 26. We're best, ta- we're, best running back to wear 26 in Steelers history. We're talking, we're talking about Jr. the Colts and Jets game, and you brought up Anthony McFarland Jr. 26. Right. The 26. No, number 26. Got Le'Veon it. Bell, gone. 26. Oh, Le'Veon Bell is the guy you were talking about. There we go. Oh, oh that makes sense now. See ya. Get out of here. Anthony McFarland Jr. Anthony McFarland Jr. Remember the name. Where's, where's the Third number? string running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Remember the name. Anthony McFarland Jr. I just don't remember seeing Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown in week three anywhere. Got it. So, I yeah, didn't, I didn't see him. Philip yeah. Rivers. How about him though? All his it's, kids were in attendance, probably. Dude's, dude's um, balling, I guess. I didn't, I didn't want to watch that game because I don't want to watch the Jets play football. It just, no, I it's didn't. It's bad. I got the attendance numbers here. It did look like a few of his family members didn't show up because there were seven thousand four hundred eighty people in the stands. Definitely so, a couple thousand family members sure on that one. Yeah, I'm not Colts, sure. Where all of Colts his kids not were. showing up to the game again. What are they doing? That's I don't t- know. That's a tough look for Colts fans. That's two it's, weeks in a row that they. They didn't fill. They didn't pack the stadium. 
I don't know they, what's happening there. They have a good team. Did they not just they? They have, they have an okay team, but they should be filling the stadium more than they're doing they right should. now. Yeah. Um, one game I did watch, uh, kind of. I kind of took a nap in the middle of it, but Cowboys Seahawks. That, that was a, that was, was fun. Electric. Yeah. I I shouldn't have taken. Uh, Russ looks like an MVP. I still think he's weird, but he's definitely good at football. He is. Guy. DK, you see that Fine. touchdown? Not yeah. touchdown. Do you know anything about players celebrating dog, before dude. they get in the end zone? I shouldn't, because that's never. Come back to my <laughs> yeah. Ne- we lost never. that game. Never mind. <laughs> you you lost that game. Marcus Cooper had a, had a touchdown against the Steelers. Yes, and he celebrated too early. But the Bears lost that. Or the Bears won that game. The Steelers yeah. lost, and it cost the Steelers the number one seed, home field advantage, and they lost to the Patriots in the playoffs. So, what are you gonna do? Or pro- only- I think they lost to Jacksonville in the playoffs. Yeah, that was a. You had to remember that. Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah. Like, horrible <laughs> Yikes! Game. Even that worse. Was a terrible game. Um, I did have some note about this. Oh, Russell Wilson looked pretty good. Uh, five touchdowns. First quarterback to get five touchdowns in back-to-back games since certain number seven did that okay, a couple right, of years yeah. ago. <laughs> so. My goodness, let's keep bringing up this certain number seven. He, he yeah, is, Russ looks Russ looks good at football right now. He Russ might be a really good football player. Russ is cooking. I think Let he Russ is cook. He's the front runner for the MVP this year. Is Although, he still a weirdo though? He is weird. He's really okay. weird. And I think that's kind of why he's gonna not win MVP because I think it's gonna go to either Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson just because they got more street cred with the younger kids. See, like, I don't think it goes to either of them because they they're the last two guys I think. And Russ is, has been better than them this year, um, but you're, they're going to switch it up. Hasn't Russ only gotten one MVP? He hasn't gotten an MVP vote. I don't know. Ever. I'm yeah. pretty sure I heard that stat, that he has not ever gotten an MVP vote, which is... Mr. Unlimited, no MVP it's votes. It's a tough it, look. An unlimited amount of no votes. For yeah. Um, but if that, he's unlimited, it should be an unlimited amount of votes, not that... It's a, yeah. What you just said. I don't know. It just it, should, it doesn't it seem work. right to me. It's not no, you shouldn't be. Dak looks pretty good. Um couldn't finish it off, couldn't lay his team down at the end to win. Yeah, what do you think about the Cowboys? Because their their offense is clearly pretty good, but I think are they I think they're pretty much the Cowboys of every year. Yeah. Where they have a pretty good offense. Something's always gonna hold them back, whether if it's defense or coaching or choke jobs something's going to happen where they're not going to they're not going to make a deep run in the playoffs i get a verb i get a verbal gift for you that sums up the dallas cowboys okay describe it's it as best as you can kevin with the chili when he walks into the office oh that yeah that Just is spilling it everywhere that's the Dallas Cowboys. They're holding on, they're holding on, they're holding on, and then at some point it just all comes undone and they're done. Yeah. Um, that's really my notes on that game. I did watch it. It was an electric game. I uh, came right down to the wire. The Seahawks, they're a good team. They're a really yeah. good team. Their defense hasn't even played that well. They, I On paper, it should be a better defense than what it is. It hasn't hasn't been they good have a so ton far. Of injuries, too. Yeah. I think I think the Seahawks are legit, and I think they're gonna get better on defense this year. I do because they got a they do have a young defense, especially their secondary, and yeah. once they get going, they'll be. I mean pretty- Jamal Adams, that's a huge pickup, and he's been great this year. It's just their defense overall hasn't been great. Oh, so we'll sure. see. 
Uh, another four o'clock game we had uh, Chargers Panthers. Matt Rule first win as the Panthers head coach. Uh, I think the biggest story of the actual game. We'll get into Tyrod Taylor in a second, but the biggest story of the actual game is why the heck do the Chargers wear those yellow pants? What is, I mean, what are they doing? They I have don't. they have one of the best uniforms in all sports, and they just make it hideous when they wear the yellow pants. I have no idea why they why they can terrible look. It's a terrible look. Can we? Agree it looks on that? It's a terrible look. It, it's a terrible look, and it's the reason they lost this game today. Hundred percent, the reason they lost it the is game. The reason they lost this game. You can't. Hundred percent. You can't be wearing that, looking like a clown out there. There are only two teams that look decent. There's one team that looks good wearing yellow pants. There's one team that okay. looks decent. Okay. Unbiased. But I think we can all figure out who those two teams are. Second one, I'm not going to name because we'll talk about them in a bit. Um, but yeah. Tyrod Taylor, that was some pretty deflating news, huh? Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> that that's a sneaky pun right there. So that that team doctor, I mean, did they lose that, their job? I don't know. But what I was gonna ask you about is what what is the mo- he he puts things in perspective that team doctor. So what is the most you've ever screwed up at a job before? Not that bad. Um, I I would I I would hope you haven't punctured someone's lungs. At work the other day, I work at a golf course. I accidentally sent somebody off the back nine when I was supposed to send them off the front nine. But I fixed my mistake, so that's still not as bad as puncturing a lung. No, no. Um, A couple times I missed. You want to hear mine? I would love to hear yours. So I I interned with. With I know Baylor, who it is. I know. <laughs> yeah, I I interned with uh, Baylor Athletics uh, a summer ago, and uh, we we I was selling season tickets for football for them, and uh, big place where we would get season tickets is at freshman orientations. <laughs> you're you're still laughing. Um, so we we always. Yeah, we would always send out an email to all the incoming freshman parents that we're about to meet with, welcoming them to Baylor, you know, looking forward to meeting with them and uh, looking forward to talking with them about the football season and, you know, potentially getting getting them out to a couple football games. Um, So I would send those emails out and I would have this thing on Excel where I would type all the names out and it would just send a mass email out to all the parents. Um, and I would have all their, I would have all their kids names listed out just so I, I could specifically cater it to each parent that was going to get an email from me. And instead I accidentally clicked on the wrong cell column. So instead of welcoming every, uh, every parent's kids to Baylor university, I was welcoming uh, their son or daughter, Kellen, to Baylor. <laughs> I sent that out to probably, probably like 400 different parents that I had to meet with. Um, and that's probably the worst I've screwed up at a job. I got a lot of angry emails saying that, you know, I'm many, not their son or daughter. How many season tickets did you sell, though? I mean. Did it hurt your sales? It, it didn't help my sales, I'll tell you that. Uh, it definitely didn't help. 
Um, but I, I sent it out to the head baseball coach at Baylor and he emailed me back. He's like, Hey, I think you put the, I think you put your own name instead of my son's <laughs> name. So I might want to fix that. I was just like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I messed that one up pretty bad. Still that's, not that's, as bad as I still haven't lung. punctured someone's lung. <laughs> and like, I feel like if you're a team doctor in the NFL, you should know how not to puncture. You should know where the lung is and is not, and you shouldn't be poking a needle like, into it. I'm trying to shoot you up with painkillers. I you might. Could probably, you could probably. You would. You would hundred percent. And then it's like, oh, Josh punctured my lung. Yeah. Well, no kidding. Yeah, you let him stick something inside of you. So, yeah, who knows how long Tyrod Taylor is gonna be out? I don't. Hopefully, know how... he gets better. That that. That they, stinks for an injury. They right just got to flex seal it. I mean, then he'll yeah, be. Yeah, that's, that's, how, that's how it works. Feels there great. you go. Flex seal. Yeah. I don't endorse on this podcast, but he flex sealed it. That's really the only. That's the only flex seal that long. Um, was there another? Oh, another Tampa four Bay. o'clock game. Uh, yeah, last four o'clock game we could talk about is Bucks and Broncos. Not that good of a game. Tom Brady's trashed up. Jeff Driscoll was the starting quarterback for the Broncos. Should have been Blake Bortles. He wasn't even a good starting quarterback at Baylor or, or, or at Florida uh, when when Jeff Driscoll was starting there. He wasn't even good there. So I don't know how he's going to be a good starting quarterback in the NFL. It stinks that uh, what Drew Locke is hurt, but Drew Locke's I mean, got swagger. I mean, yeah. hey, he's going to be back in a couple weeks. And Josh, I want you to name me a player on. Because every everybody knows Tampa's offense. Name me a player on Tampa's defense. I want to see if you can do it. Um, can I give you a scenario where I can do it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's the? They're scenario? down. Fourth quarter. They're up by a touchdown, or they're up by three points. Um, Miami. Has the ball? It's gonna throw a hail mary. Are you gonna say Rob Gronkowski? Okay. Yeah. No, I was. I I couldn't name one. And then I looked up. Um, they have Indomitian Sue, I think, right? Don't they? And they have Jason Pierre-Paul. Those are pretty good guys, right? Yeah. I think they're on their defense. They probably are. Just there's gonna be some fireworks on that defense if they are though. And here's something weird. So. Every, everybody hated the Patriots when Tom Brady was on the Patriots. And nobody really cared about the Buccaneers. I feel like every now that Tom Brady's off the Patriots, everybody kind of likes the Patriots a little more than they used to. And now that Tom Brady's on the uh, on the Buccaneers, a lot of people like the Buccaneers more than they used to, which is weird because everybody hated the Patriots. And now you split them up, and everybody likes each team a little more. I, am, I, am I wrong about that? No, I, I agree. I know you don't specifically. For me, it's because... a little bit different, but I do. There is also the shift where, like, I used to just hate the Patriots, yeah. and they were always better than us, and that's why I hated them, and that's what yeah. fueled my hate. Now it's kind of like they're, like, a competitor somewhat, but, like, I'm not scared of them. I don't. I don't fear going into Gillette State. Like, I'm not yeah. scared of them. I think we're a better team. In Tampa Bay, I always was just kind of like, why are they even a team? Yeah. Like, and now I'm like, I don't like them because Tom Brady's there. So, like, yeah. Yeah. But I kind of, me personally, I at least like watching Tampa Bay. Now, like, I wouldn't turn on 
the TV to watch a Buccaneers game last year, I would turn the TV it, on to watch them this year now because they're I will interesting. Say it is. It is nice because they do play in that like 425 time slot. So exactly. like when you are waking up from your nap after the your team wins again, um, it is I nice know. to see them. It it's nice to see them like a competitive football game on where it's not just the Buccaneers getting blown out or on Monday Night Football when they would play. Like it it's it's yeah. I feel like this year we we do have quite a few teams that have been awful in the past that are average or just below average yeah and like as a whole there have been a lot of just there have been a lot of competitive games this year which has been kind of fun to watch um hey did you look up the stats on three and oh teams making the playoffs this time i did not it's got to be better than sure it's 100 percent so 100 percent 100 percent i think i'm pretty sure that i mean i'll i'll do a little quick google search here and get back to you on that one um do we was there any there's no other 425 game is there nope so i guess the the last game we could talk about we could just jump into sunday night um packers saints i i'm just gonna go out and say it unbiased it's rigged the refs love green bay packers they do it's all rigged through that also i'm kind of i don't so how do you feel about the Saints? I want to know, Are do you like the Saints? No, I... Because uh, here, here's the thing. I think a lot of people say they like I'm the gonna Saints. I'm going to agree with you right here. A lot of people say they like the Saints, but they don't. They just like Drew Brees. Yep. And I, 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 I don't like the Saints because of that now. I think, I think a lot of people think they like them, and they just like Drew Brees. Yeah, I do agree with that. I also do think that um, Drew Brees is done. Yeah, he's kind of washed at this point. I'm also like, kind of sick of he, them playing jazz music before every primetime game. Yeah, he kind Drew Brees kind of almost made me eat those words today because he did look decent. Yep. Um, but he still has no arm strength. He doesn't have arm strength. Like, I do think he kind of falls in the category for me, like Tom Brady, where they're still good but they're just throwing everything like five yard out routes and and i like when the guys get old and they're slinging it like aaron Rodgers still slings it philip rivers slings it horribly ben slings it like it's fun watching these guys just throw the deep ball and i mean they just he doesn't unleash the deep ball i think it will change when thomas gets back obviously because that is a pretty big security blanket for him I'll give but, I'll give I'll give teams a quick since you mentioned the deep ball let me get let me give teams a quick hint that are going to be playing the Packers in the future if you have third down and and long definitely Rodgers is going to throw the ball deep let's defend that a little better because he's just chucking the ball downfield against the Saints and they're not they're not doing anything about it he's just getting Hail Mary pass after Hail Mary pass against the Saints and it's just their defense looks like cheese against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I and I'm also like- I'm also kind of worried cuz I saw Aaron Rodgers smiling a lot that game. I think he might I actually like Matt Mafleur. Uh, uh, he he might like Matt Mafleur, LaFleur, um which concerns me cuz I like him when he has dissension with his head coach. Yeah, there was one thing I noticed about Matt LaFleur in that game and it is 
I don't think he's built for a postseason run. Why is that? Because he looks like he's lacking quite a bit of insulation around his body Ooh. to go on a deep you, playoff run. He th- looks this a is a reference bit, to Mike McCarthy, I'm assuming? He, he, yeah, he looks a little bit too in shape to be coaching a team that plays in the frozen tundra. If, if, if you're... If you're in the negative degrees of weather at Lambeau Field, he's going to have a tough, tough time. He's going to be cold. He looks, yeah. he looked cold today in New Orleans. Indoors. Yeah, Indoors. That's tough. So that was my one takeaway on the coaching staff. That was, it was a good game tonight. Um, I just don't get how people can let the Packers do the same thing every single week. Like they, I'm tired of it. It's the same I thing. I want to see the Packers get stopped. Both. You know, they're not in first place yet. They're tied with the Bears. So I do think the three and teams, Bears and Packers are both making the playoffs. I do think the Packers are gonna they're gonna flutter a little bit and they're gonna falter. But unbiased. I'm being completely unbiased. Um yeah, we're recording all of this on Sunday night, right after the game. We're gonna record again tomorrow night just and recap that Monday night game. Uh the Steelers will be the AFC North division leaders after that game. So we'll All be right. sitting alone atop first place is the only undefeated team. Okay. But it's going to be a good game. Uh, did you have any other NFL notes before? No, let's jump into, into your fan base of the week. Um. So, yeah, fan base of the week, new segment that I'm going to try out here. And this fan base of the week is going to be the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, for those of you who might not know and might not be following it, Tampa Bay is one win away from winning the Stanley Cup. It's the Stanley kind of Cup is happening right now. For it's those happening. Of you who aren't paying attention, it's actually happening. It's a thing. It's happening. It's kind of weird for me because normally, like, I'm tuned in to hockey. I love hockey, but like, like you were saying about the NBA, MLB. You can't compete with football. And I Very think tough. tomorrow they did make the smart move and it is on NBC and it's not on NBCSN. So you can it's nationally televised. You don't need cable to be able to watch the game tomorrow. But I think with Monday Night Football, I mean, you have Lamar and the Chiefs like playing each other. Who's not going to watch that? I'm I'm going to watch it. I'll watch sure. it and the game. But anyway, yeah, Lightning, they're one one away. Their fan base, they deserve it. I mean, this will be their second win, Stanley Cup win in my lifetime. Um, call me when they, you get to three. Call us even, when you get to three. I did um, not even know the Lightning had won a Stanley Cup before. They won a Stanley Cup in 2004. Oh. And they this fan base, they've been through a lot. I do think there's a lot of bandwagon fans. but a ton you know, of bandwagon fans. That could be biased. I just don't want to see Dallas win, honestly. I got this. Steven Stamkos, I feel really bad for him. Um, this doesn't <laughs> have any. He's not even going to be on the ice if they win it. This doesn't really have anything to do with why they're the fan base of the week yet. I'm just kind of recapping it. But Steven Stamkos, just setting the perspective of how much these fans have actually been through. I saw this tweet by Steve Dangle. He's a that uh, has a podcast, works for Sportsnet in Canada. Um, some Steven Stamkos stats for you here. 2010, he was an Olympic snub and scored 51 goals. 2011, lost in the Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Final, and he broke his face in that game. 2014, 
he was going to the Olympics, a lock for the Olympic team. Yeah, what happened in 2015? Wait, what did the Lightning I'm right do in 2015? I'm right here. It's yeah, next. okay. Okay, we got 2014. He broke his leg. Didn't yeah. make it to the Olympics. But Canada won that. 2015 Stanley Cup final. He was their top goal scorer. Their but they, goalie, they didn't win that Stanley Cup goalie final, goalie gets they? hurt. They lose in game six to the Blackhawks. Wow. That's tough. Did so they lost to tough. the Chicago Blackhawks, one of the greatest hockey dynasties in, in the 2010s. That's just tough. It's a, it's a tough matchup for them. That's the it problem. It is a tough one. Um, yeah, 2019 – or 2018 – no NHL in the Olympics, so he missed another Olympics. Wow. That's three for all those of you counting. 2019, he was the first place team. They got swept in the first round. 2020, he misses six and a half months, wasn't supposed to play in the playoffs. All of a sudden, coronavirus gets shut down. He's going to be back. All the fans are excited. He no, missed three months in the bubble, returns for game three. He scores a goal and gets hurt again. Yeah. So. He's been through a lot. Feel bad for the guy. He is a so, really good player. Why are they? Why the is Tampa the fan base of the week though? Because I don't know if you've heard this story. Down in Tampa Bay, there was this guy wa- trying to watch Game Four. We'll say it was, and he was Tampa Bay's power plays kind of struggled in this series. He lives in an apartment complex that is very pertinent information, and Tampa Bay's on the power play. So this man starts screaming, shoot, 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 at the top of his lungs, referring to the Tampa Bay players shooting the puck. His neighbor hears him screaming, shoot, at the top of his lungs, and calls the cops because he thinks something's wrong. So the cops show up to this guy's apartment, and then he has to explain the whole situation. Missed a bunch of game time. I just think it's a hilarious story that someone called the cops Florida man. for – Screaming shoot. So I gave the fan base of the week to the Tampa Bay Lightning because they're going to get a Stanley Cup this week after getting cops called on them last week. It's it's been a long time coming for them. Yeah. I got to I got to feel happy for them as someone that's seen quite a bit of success. They haven't hit three yet. This team looks good. They remind me of a team that won in 2016, 2017. Just 2015? a lot of empathy. At all? 2016, 2017. Um <laughs> 2015, they, 2013, 2010. Good they, years as well. 2009. They, I just, they look good. <laughs> they, they look really good. They're gonna win. Uh, a couple little other hockey notes. Penguins made a trade. They traded Patrick Hornquist. People lost their mind. I don't know. Oh, I every, I don't know a sports fan that wasn't talking about that trade. People in Pittsburgh gotta love them. So, have you ever smelled hockey equipment before in your life? Yeah, it's you terrible. It? It's a horrid yeah. smell. So. Patrick Hornquist has his hockey equipment in his house, decides he's going to air it out on his driveway the day after getting traded. It's at the top of his driveway by his garage. Someone takes a picture and goes, oh, Hornquist is throwing out all his Penguins gear. He must be really upset he got traded. So there's this whole news story because Hornquist put his hockey equipment out to dry. Tough look. But that's talking hockey. Not a lot's happening. I mean, we're going to get a Stanley Cup champion. I don't really have any other notes from anything around the world of sports i don't know if you've got anything i do have one thing that just kind of disappointed me u.s open happened last week don't know if you watch golf at all um bryson dechambeau don't like him did you hear his pre- post game did you hear his post-match press conference i don't i don't follow the world of the go- world of golf very closely so no i didn't know if you might have heard this just because of what he said he said he would be celebrating, but he doesn't drink. 
then he's not celebrating. So he's celebrating a championship without drinking, and I'm canceling Bryson DeChambeau for that. All right. Good enough right there. I mean, that's – can't really celebrate. We'll be back next week. Uh, We'll make it to week three, unlike Saquon's ACL. All right. Another – That's the last one. One last dig, I guess. I will not – I, I will not be making any jokes about torn ACLs. Yeah. Um, next it's going to come back to bite you, man. Unless there's... You're going to tear your ACL. If it means that we win the Super Bowl, I will tear my ACL. You will not mean that. You do not play for the Steelers, so I don't, will not mean that. If I tear my ACL getting off my couch, which is just about all I'm going to do, yep. what kind of quality of life is that anyway? Not high, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you all for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next week. Yeah. I really need to get a sign off. I'm going to work on it. Cheers. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Bye.